coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I was. So talk to me, man. Hard work. You know, we was. We gonna be able to go there with that or not? Yeah, we can talk about it. I mean, I haven't publicly talked about it at all. Exclusive. Uh, so yeah, this will be. This will be. So there are five pillars: is mental health, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial. Right. How hard was it to move on? It was really hard, man. Um, you were a black man, so I'm just gonna be real. It's, yeah, I was spendified. I wish no ill will towards him. Yeah, but nigga, the, the black man therapy, all this all shit. That. Y'all led the way for this. You beautiful motherfucker. Hey, thank you, brother. <laughs> I start praying to God. I'm like, God, just give me direction. Like, what's up? Let me know what's going on. Then I get out of the car, grab my 40, cock my shit. Now I'm literally going into a lion's den where I got to knock somebody's head off or get my head knocked off. Dolph. Nip. I came back here and I had a conversation with Carlton. You know, this is just a podcast. We all going to tell the truth over here. Grace without repentance is an endorsement of continued behavior. Mm-hmm. So you can hold and, them accountable. And, and what, what I'm saying is. Now imagine you go on IG and Elder start saying, shit, what y'all really need to be talking about is cryptocurrency. <laughs> what y'all need to do is get this. Our people ain't listening to you unless they think you got money. Right. We have to get healthy on an individual level. Mm-hmm. If we get healthy on an individual level, that bleeds over into our families. And then that bleeds over into the community. Ready? Born ready. Take a quick break because my second guest came here. Um, this brother, somebody I've been knowing, hey, it's been about since like 2015, 2014. About 10 years. Long time. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a long time. Yeah, about 14. A long time, man. This, uh, somebody I just always kicked it with, man. We don't have some of the most random long conversations. <laughs> In an empty apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought about that earlier today too. I was like, damn, definitely sat in that apartment and chopped it up. Just for hours. For hours. <laughs> like I feel you. We this was this so technically this is our second podcast and the first one we didn't record. Uh y'all give it up to this brother, man, changing the game, inspiring us all to do the hard work. Give it up to my brother, Devin. Right on the What's happening? So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so yeah. last time, last time I, I really feel like that apartment, time in the apartment was like last time we really, we really talked. 
Yeah, it's been social media. What's up? Yep. But that was the last time. Like that you, was 2017, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I was coming out of uh mm-hmm. the whole yeah. yeah. That was 2017. Yeah, I, I uh, a lot has happened since then, man. Moved to LA, got engaged, launched businesses, lost a lot of money, made money, had lost family members, pandemic, all kinds of shit. Yeah, man. So, so talk to me, man. Hard work. Hard work. Yeah, yeah. Hard work, bro. That's an extension of um. It's really the continuation of the work that we were doing here in Atlanta. Okay. Um, you know, we was We're gonna be able to go there with that or not? Yeah, we can talk about it. I okay. mean, I, I haven't publicly talked about it at all. Exclusive. Uh, so yeah, this would be this would be something that you know I'll share with you. But I can talk about mine too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You seen me start something, put it so it's a whole Yep, yep. All right, cool. Hard work, bro. Um really was my way of getting healthy. You know, I, in 2018, um, I did an event called, uh, Devin DeMarcus Presents the Hard Work. And it was a, a way to like pay homage to the different people who had helped us build Black Men's Smile and Beautiful in Every Shade and the people that I was working with, um, in terms of my artistry, like the photographers, videographers and painters, and DJs, uh, the stylists that I was working with a lot on a lot of the shoots and stuff. So I, I wanted to give back to all those people. So I ended up hosting an event on December 20th of 2018. It was called Devin DeMarcus Presents the Hard Work. Um, fast forward January 2019, I was doing a fast. Um, and Which one, the Daniel fast? It was like a seven-day fast that I came across at church. Uh, I, went to, I went to church with a friend, and then the pastor talked about doing this fast. So I was like, all right, cool. I've never done a fast. So I started doing the fast. And on the seventh day of the fast, when I broke it, I actually landed in L.A. And it was like my first time being in L.A. And there's a like a, a big story about me actually getting to L.A. And then that conversation that we had in 2017. So I originally was supposed to go to move to L.A. in 2017. Um, but at the time, I was running back and forth between here and Carolina and running mm-hmm. up the East Coast doing doing what I was doing. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So. Um, and I had an unfortunate event happen back home in Carolina where, you know, we won't say his name, but a cat, he didn't do right by what we was doing. Um, and that ended up prolonging my stay in Atlanta. And then I ended up uh, not moving, making it to LA until 2019. So when I broke fast in 2019, um, I went for a hike when I landed in LA and that's where God spoke to me and was like, um, this is where I'm going to expand you. And it didn't make sense at the time because I was building in Atlanta. I had Black Men Smile going. We do, were doing Beautiful in Every Shade. Right. We had a TV show that had just came out. There was a lot of shit that was happening. So I, it, I didn't really understand what that meant. But nevertheless, um, when I did the keynote at the Forward Conference in L.A., um, for the first time in four and a half years, I started speaking about a different topic. I started to speak about heart work, this idea of the heart work. And, um, for me, like I said, it was really about getting healthy Yeah. as an artist, as a creative, as a former athlete, I had either been like really good in, so there are five pillars is mental health, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, right? I had either been good in three, bad in two, good in four, off in one, or good at one, off in four throughout all my life. I'd never been healthy in all those capacities. So I wanted to, you know, explore what it was like to to be healthy in all those areas. 
Um, so that kind of took me on the journey of doing this hard work. And at first it didn't make sense to anybody else. I was just like going through it my, on my own. I moved out to LA um, in March of 2019, put Black Men Smile down, put Beautiful Never Shade down, left film and left like all that stuff behind. So you went out there right before the COVID. A year before COVID. Mm. I moved, I was in LA for literally for a year before COVID. Um, and I just sort of changed career paths and I went silent. Like a lot of people didn't know that I was making the move because I was doing stuff here in Atlanta. And then they were like, wait, bro, bro out in LA, move. And we're going to get right to it because we went to the same, we went through the same thing. Um, he had, uh, I know you heard, seen Black Man Smile. I, yeah, I yeah. wear the shirt. Mm-hmm. I used to be heavy on it. I had Spendify at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, when I seen you, uh, I knew something was going on, but you know, life happening. Right, shit, right. I got shit going on. So I'm like, I don't know. But when I seen the heart, you always can tell, like, like you said, for the first time, you got a different message. Mm-hmm. Like you are, like when people have like brands, when people like us that, take on banners of, and, and we'll become ambassadors. Like our message is very clear and our message typically reflects what we're doing in life. Yep. So I just kept seeing this little heartward thing. And then it was spelt like a brand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, like, okay, this nigga doing something. New. <laughs> this nigga doing something. New. But How hard was it to move on? It was really hard, man. Um, I had to go through a mourning phase. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm still going through it, I think. So I, I saw somebody in Ponce the other day, and they were like, yo. Black Man Smile. She was like, you, why why aren't you still doing this? And I said, because I haven't reconciled with my brother. And she goes, you need to do that because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than y'all. And it is. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't, I've, I've supported it from a distance. For the longest, I wasn't able to follow the brand. Like, I wasn't able to look at it because I understood how important I was to the brand, like in Atlanta. You were the face, nigga. I, was, I know. You were a black man. So I'm just gonna be real. It's, yeah, I was Spendify. Yeah, I just it, don't take nothing away from who our co-founders were. Right, but you were a black man smile, bro. Yeah, like I met when I finally I met I knew you and the brand years before I even met. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure. I mean, and we can say, and I can like, bleep his name, Carlos. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 Carlton, 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 Mackie. Carlton. Shout, out, shout out to Carlton. See, I don't Mackie, even know man. his name. Um, this it's no, it's all love at the end of the day. You know, I just think that at that time, we were going through our own things personally. You know, he had some stuff that he had to work through, and I'm now, I'm now at the age that Carlton was when I met him. So, you know, going through this, he was older. He was older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was my mentor. You know what I mean? He showed me a lot. That's why the hard work is doing what it's doing now, because I take some so of those things. How old were y'all? What was the age difference? Um, I met Carlton in 2014, so this is almost 10 years ago. Okay. I was 20, I was 26 at the time when I met okay. Carlton. Okay. 35, yeah. Okay. Um, and he was my age. Um, but My co-founder was older, too. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things where, like, as men, we kind of, I think for us, we went through a, pl- a phase where the grand was growing. And I can't speak for him, but for me, this is what I, I found to be true. The brand was growing. It was making its way into the world. People were identifying with it. People were getting behind it. We were going international at that point. We were doing retreats and all this stuff. And we were landed on CNN and made a fucking viral hashtag, Black Men Smile, mm-hmm. Black Men Smiling. That shit was everywhere, And bro. it was everywhere. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was yeah. really... Like, I used to love was, wearing that shirt. It was going. And yeah. people, yeah, people took it to heart, you know? So... I knew that, like, I was in the streets with it. Like, I'm on Clark, Atlanta's campus, Morehouse, Spelman, Georgia State. I had a whole tour 
where I would just every day just go out. I'd be on Peter Street with it, yamming them out on my bag, you know what I'm saying? Like just moving the shirts. And um, I think it got to the point where we started to live vicariously through the platform and it became more about like us than the message. And that, for me, I think like that was what got in the way, our egos and not being able to say, you know what? No, that's what got in the way on our side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not being able to be like, all right, let's keep it about the brand. Because one of the things I did understand about it was like, yo, this shit could go across the world. It could really help people all over. And I, I saw it like going so far. And I think our visions for it um, kind of differed. And him being the founder of it, the the person who thought of it originally, um, that kind of clashed. So, you know, we had our differences and we decided to go our ways. So what do you feel about, because I had to reconcile this. So there's a couple of things that helped me reconcile. Like the old girl said, you need to reconcile with your brother. Yeah. It's bigger than y'all. I like, fuck that niggas to this day. Right. But, Why? uh, <laughs> Because, like, <laughs> motherfucker, I ain't know it was fuck him. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, damn, why? Nah, it's fuck him. Motherfucker, oh, like that. Blew a bag. When I look at what we were doing in 2016, nobody was except my big brother Sharif. You know Sharif. Yep. We mm-hmm. buy black outside of Sharif. Nobody well purchased black.com, but the way he went out, y'all was, was in the head. Y'all was in the y'all was in forerunners. It was y'all too. Just yeah. Sharif and y'all. <clears throat> so. We ahead of this thing. I feel like we were the sexiest brand. We were definitely sexier than We Buy Black. We Buy Black was just, his concept made more sense because it was hard. We always trying to figure out the the monetization side of it. But nobody was doing this shit, bro. Right. Fast forward to 2020, George Floyd died. The floodgate opened. Everything went. For black. Everything went. So yeah, it's fuck him. (laughs) Because the bread got there and the game would have been changed, bro. Like, I ain't, when I say fuck him, everybody know listen to my podcast. I ain't got no, we probably, I wish, probably, no, probably, I wish no ill will towards him. Yeah. But nigga, you fucked up. You fucked up. You, and let me tell you why you fucked up. Because I remember forcing, like, we switch, we're on a different spectrum. It was actually my original idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I walked away from it because the way we thought we were about to get a million dollar investment. Mm-hmm. And locked up our contract to make sure they couldn't fuck us, but we didn't protect ourselves from each other. Yep. So we were just in this yeah. filibuster. If I don't like that, the motherfucker, if he if he ain't come up with the idea, you gonna kind of run. If it ain't my play, yep. I ain't gonna run ain't it gonna hard. Run it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and sure. we just kind of like, and I had a play. I had a play. Yeah. I knew it was gonna work, and I'm trying to make some shit happen. Valley, mm-hmm. when I just got tired of it. Tired of it, started something new, forced my way out, uh, sold my shares to him, and then George Floyd happened. I just knew I was about to look sick. I just knew, bro, because the opportunity that had opened, the message that we've been talking about for four years, the yep. shit that we known for. It's going now. Like, it's, running. it's time. Mm-hmm. The thing that we've been struggling to get the people to do, the people want to do now. Right. And when I didn't see one article, one interview, one nothing happened. Right. Yeah, you blew the bat. Yeah, I it, if, bruh. So I saw that same thing. I saw it. Colgate, right? Talking about black men smile. Nigga, black men, y'all, Col- y'all let the, the, the black men therapy all this all shit. That. 
Y'all led the way for all that. Shit. that like didn't, didn't Black Boy Joy kind of come that. from that bro, too? That was all that, bro. Yeah. These niggas started all that shit. All that. That was us. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, and that was one of the things that was hardest to watch. <laughs> like the whole the window of opportunity. Yeah, I'm like, yo, we we, what, we what's, so what's, what's happening? It, it it it's clearly ego because um, shout out to 85 South. They did a uh, episode of Brilliant Idiots oh. and I put it in the group yeah yeah I ain't <clears> and, watched it and uh, they were all on there they talked about damn y'all three been rocking like you don't get to see three people build a whole company and, yep. and they said can we check ego at the door we treat it like professionals but let you me tell you yeah, I and, think it has to be I think the formula is three no 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 no, no. And the, but the last the biggest part of the formula that DC said was and they all own the brand on paper on paper see and, and that but was let me, key let me talk, let me talk yeah. about that bro um so in 2014 my face a, a picture was taken off the internet by Carlton and it was used to launch the campaign so it started out as a viral hashtag or as a hashtag, hashtag black men smile. And it was showcasing some images of men smiling, mm-hmm. answering the question, what makes you smile? It was a, one picture. And then the second photo that was posted on the, on Instagram in 2014 was my face. It was the headshot that I was using at the time for my acting career. You beautiful motherfucker. Hey, thank you, brother. <laughs> so that was the headshot that was being used. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that was used to create the branding and the marketing. So if you have any of the old flyers, like people can see the old flyer that we have, it's my face in the dead center mm. of the yeah, thing. Right like literally yeah. right there. So that was used. And then we went and we started doing photo shoots and we would have, you know, people come out, do the photos, capture them smiling, answer the question, what makes you smile? And we started to explore this whole idea about the black man's smile and redefining the normative narrative. Led that conversation for four and a half years. And I did it out of love because I believed in it. I never mentioned anything about ownership of it. I just knew we were building it. Mm-hmm. As it kept going, I realized that the trade-off for me was my life, my time, my energy, my effort. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, um, I, you know, I was I was hustling. I'm just keeping a being which like I was moving them bags from mm-hmm. here to my folks where they was at, you know what I mean? And that was how I was getting my bread. But um, in 2017, some shit happened where I went home, I went to go, you know, drop some shit off. And a buddy who, who used to be a buddy who was, wasn't doing right, did some fuck shit. And it threw a whole lot of stuff off. But, but you know, when, when that happened, um, we had just been on CNN three days before that. Mm. I was... Dating this lady that was in LA, ain't gonna share her name, but she had bought me a plane ticket. My plane ticket was purchased. I was now connecting the dots between my my film career in LA and Atlanta, as well as we had a play coming in that next week that was dropping off a thousand. So I was gonna take a hundred and run them to my people, and he was gonna be straight. straight. But mind you, this is I wanna speak to this point, not recognizing who you are who you become, right? I I should see myself like as Devin from Dillon, South Carolina, the homie, you know, pull up, whatever. I didn't realize at the time I had been on TV. I had been in films. I had been in viral campaigns and all this stuff. So I'm still going home and I'm associating with home. Like I'm still me from when I was nine. That old shit. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that these people seeing me do all this shit. 
So in his mind, I'm thinking like, what happened in his mind where he can do some fuck shit like that to me? Because we used to play football together. Mm-hmm. How he going to do that? How he going to run out? I'm trying to bring him into the bigger play, but he looking at looking at this small shit. He throwing the whole playoff. So he ended up doing what he did. Um, and I, I got on the phone. My homeboy was like, nah, do that. Take care of that. So I'm like, I'm in the streets, but at the same time, I'm face a black man smile. Mm-hmm. We talking about empowering black men, mm-hmm. define, you know, redefining the normative narrative. So I'm going from being on CNN three days ago, right? To now, I'm in front of this man's house. I just pulled up on my my people mm-hmm. who just so happened to be crip. That's why I still wear this to this day because that's where I come from. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like. I pull up on my people. They get in the car. We run down. We we pull up at his house. I done been in this man's house. I know where he stayed. I know what he got going on in there. Now we surrounding the house, and I'm in the car praying to God. Like, how the fuck I go from being on CNN three days ago <laughs> to this? To hey, this? That nigga, that nigga did that. Uh, <laughs> that boys in the hood. Hey, pull over. No, for pull real. Over. No, I'm, but I'm orchestrating this. Yeah. yeah, these people in the car for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They like oh, you got a problem. All right, let's go. Exactly. Now the world don't know I got all this going on. Only a select few know I got this going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm ripping and running every week, back and forth, multiple times a week, making good money. So like, I'm in front of this house and I start praying to God. I'm like, God, just give me direction. Like, what's up? Let me know what's going on. Then I get out of the car, grab my forty, cock my shit. Go up to the door, and I put my ear to the door. In the inside of the house, I heard that man, baby, and the mama of the baby talking to the baby. This baby was one month old. And I'm like, this fuck nigga ain't even pick up my calls. And we at his house. So if we go in this house, I know what they train to do. Mm-hmm. I can I can control myself, but whatever's on the other side of this door. I can't control that. If you're on the other side of the door, they know what they need to do. They already know what they got going on. These niggas don't care about life like that. They know they designed to take life. That's just where we come from. So I'm like, okay, if I made this decision, that's going to ruin everything. On the flip side, also if I make this decision, they know me in my hometown. I'm the one moving the shit. So when this happened, who you think that's going to come back on? You. And how you think I was just on CNN Worldwide News three days ago? They would have used that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what is that for us as black men? I literally, I can show you the clip. This is in February 2017. We're on Across America with Carol, Carol Costello. I remember Worldwide News. So I'm like, damn. If we do this shit right now, the blowback from this is bigger than anything that I can imagine. There's no way this ends good. So I decided that I wasn't going to go in the house. And I told him, I was like, yo, let's go. And I knew at that point that I wouldn't be able to go back home the same. Mm. Because now, if I let him get away with it, everybody, get away. everybody feel like they can get away with it. Now I'm literally going into a lion's den where I got to knock somebody's head off or get my head knocked off. Mm-hmm. And the niggas that I know that I studied, Dolph, Nip, yeah. You see what I'm saying? These big yeah. names, yeah. Mm-hmm. they ain't here. And where did they get killed at? 
Back home. Back home. Back home. Always at home. And I'm home, running home like this. And I'm like, I can't come out here like this. And now every time I go home, I got to go home with my 40 cop. Mm-hmm. Looking at every nigga that's around me. Mm-hmm. That's how home be. That's how home be. And that's how home kind of is for me now. So, like, I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to just fall back. And I fell back. I had to end, ended up having to go through some things. Went through a lot of pressure, bro. Like, a lot of pressure. Had to bounce back. Had to pay some money. We took some losses. You know, me and my, my homie who I was running with, he, you know, me and him ain't on the best of terms, but we we talked. We actually talked right when George Floyd happened. So it took me, that was in 2020, it, that was 2017. So it took us two and a half years to where we would be able to talk again because so much money was fucked up. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that next week we had a thousand that was dropping. Mm-hmm. And because it was a bigger thing, if that, if that little shit that happened, it was like, nah, we can't touch it. So- I had to. I ended up missing my flight to Vegas to LA, okay. and I had to stay here and make good and and figure shit out. So at that time, I was like, "Damn, I don't even know how I'm gonna get bread. I can't really go back in there like that and playing that game because if I'm playing that game, now I got to play for keeps, mm-hmm. real for real. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I switched it up. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We just gonna build Black Man Smile to the moon. We just gonna go in. So now I'm literally. At Clark Atlanta, Morehouse, I'm hustling black men smile shirts like I hustle bags. Yeah, like it's the Queen's like, Child Project. You know what I'm saying? I'm just jamming them up everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm everywhere in the city. So people are seeing it's like, why are you seeing all these shirts? Because I'm literally hustling it like this, this, I'm this, trapping. This is how I'm eating. This is how I'm eating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't gave up for this platform. I didn't gave up what I, I need mm-hmm. to make me right, to live how I want to live. Um, so fast forward, man, we did that for a couple of years. And then in 2019, <laughs> When I went out to LA, um, I ended up having that experience. God spoke to me. I came back here and I had a conversation with Carlton. And um, I was like, yo, it's been some time. You know what I mean? Been grinding. We've been then stayed down. We made some money off of it. I ain't gonna act like we didn't make no money. We made some money off of it, but we ain't got this on paper. Mm-hmm. So now I, we need to look at having this on paper. What does that look like? And, um, I, I was like, yo, let's just do like an equal partnership or something like that because we both built it. We've been grinding. Shit, I would dare to say I put in more work. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that conversation didn't go how, how I thought it should have gone. And from there, I was like, you know what? You wanted 50-50? Absolutely. Would you have took 60-40? I would have. 70-30? No. No. Because a lot of the IP was coming from me. I know you're doing a lot of creative campaigns. You know what I'm saying? Like that, a lot of that was coming from my brain because he was Carlton had a lot of ideas, a lot of good things that he he started, but to actually get them off the ground and keep them going was a lot of other people. He was really good at at (laughs) Carlton is really good at seeing greatness in other people Mm. and putting it into use. We just say that he's really good at that. As as, he's a professor at Emory, he knows how to. Had leveraged these different opportunities, and he, he's good. He's a good guy, but um, I think I invested a lot. And when it came time to have that that conversation, it didn't go the way I thought it would go. And um, I was like, you know what? Bet take my face off of the promotional material. I'm gonna take my face off of social media. So I went back and I I wiped all of the pictures that had me on Black Men Smiles Instagram. Mm-hmm. I took them off. I took myself off of the website because I had access to all that. Obviously, we were building it. Um, and then eventually the marketing, the banner that they use changed. 
and it took my face off. And then from there, I gave myself 30 days to make it to LA and I ended up getting out there in about 45 days. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he's still going. He's still doing his thing, but you don't see it like that. It ain't the same, bro. Yeah, I know. Like I said, nigga, I, this is when I knew Spendify was done. So most people don't know this. Fun fact. The queen of black business is who? Um, who the queen, a promoting black business in Atlanta. In Atlanta? Oh, in Atlanta. Queen? I was like, that's too vague. In the mm-hmm. queen right now. I don't know. I don't know. Who's that? She Holloman. Oh, okay. Village. Uh, oh, Village Market. Yeah. They got a spot in Punts. I just saw it the other day. Nigga, not only do they got a spot, a spot in Punts, all of the container stores on the Beltline, all of theirs are hers. Her regular event, she's like, she's the queen. That is. She interned with Spendify. So when she came to Spendify, it wasn't a long internship, but we had that much motion. Yep. She came to see what we were doing. And then she released a list of the top businesses to promote black businesses Spitify didn't even make the list it wasn't even on the list recently she released that she released that that was like a that was like not far ago about two two three years ago wow it wasn't even on the list bro you know what so what so so what I say is fuck that thing is it but what I what I do know it is God need me to have the right people around me when I get that hit it ain't about if. It's all the win. And the win is really based off alignment. And the alignment is typically based off me obeying the orders that he's downloading in me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when once I got that understanding, that's why it ain't really fuck him. Right. But it is fuck him because I'm like. Nah, bless him, bro. Nah, fuck him. Nah, because you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't want to have that energy within yourself because you just Bruh, mentioned it. I ain't got that energy. But you real, do. You just spoke that. Okay. So you harboring that. You're going to get deep. But get, what I you am. About you know I'm what you about to say about Atlanta? What you about to say about Atlanta? I'm, I'm just saying. For, I'm serious about that, though, bro. I got you. Like, I got um, you. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> I, I know when you say fucking, what you're saying is if he did all that to take the opportunity and he didn't run with it's it's like how me and you do this podcast thing. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck what Elsa talking about. I just can't wait till Elsa stop potting so I can do the Keith podcast. And then that happens. And then you see a lineup that they're looking for niggas named Keith with a podcast. And you just like, man, I just know this nigga Keith about to hit a lick. But at the end of the day, and though, then I don't hit it. And then you're like, man, why that nigga had me go through all this if he ain't going to do something for nothing but, and didn't gain anything? Stay on the mic. Yeah. But you get your, your your ideas from the creator, bro. God, I get, God I get, is infinite. I get that, and that's why I'm not tripping. And I feel like even now, what, what I'm doing with Just Elders Media is even a stronger manifestation of what God wants for me in my life. It is. So I'm not tripping on it at all anymore. But it's almost like when you play the lottery and you're one number off. You still be like, God damn, bro, I almost hit the fucking lottery. <laughs> bro, Spendify was a fucking, yeah. it was a lottery ticket, bro. It was. Bro. It was it a lottery was. ticket. Black, Black Men Smile was a lottery ticket, bro. And when we left, yeah, that shit sizzled. Yeah. That shit fizzled out. It just is what it is. People say what you want to say. Where is it at? I don't see it. And, and what, what pissed me off? The time now is even more relevant than when we started it. Mm-hmm. 
when we started it, we were aiming in the dark. Nobody didn't give a fuck about black men smiling in 2014. Right. I wish I could Go back to what the narrative really was. Nobody was talking about this black man therapy. Nobody right. was talking about all this self-care for men. All this shit that motherfuckers talking about now. Y'all started that conversation. Right. That conversation was started by y'all online. And, and it's beautiful to see it, man. I, I, I've been watching Atlanta. I've been watching across, you know, people just doing their thing. And it, you asked the question earlier, it was like, how's it been, you know, since then? That has been, been the hardest thing for me has been watching people Take off. What you think about Atlanta? Who, who I'm gonna get to it. Who take off? Who who ain't about that life? What? But they're, like, but they're what? really they're really they're Let really benefiting from the from the work that Let other people do. They've inherited Let the success Let me of other up. people. But what I've been watching about Atlanta, man, Atlanta, Atlanta has been making a lot, a lot of new celebrities, a lot of bl- new black celebrities, and I think right now Atlanta more than ever needs to come together. Yeah. I've been seeing Atlanta. I've been seeing a lot of people place themselves on pedestals. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and from what I can see. Yeah, like, it's, it's and it's and it's, it's pedestal based off of networks too. It's clear. It's very clicked. Yeah, it's classic. Like, I see classism happening. With, yeah, who you and rolling it, with over here? Who you rolling with over there? And that shit whack. You know, the go to go to. You know, it's just as a podcast. We all gonna tell the truth over here. Um, my boy, fought with Ryan at the gallery spot. Yeah, but after Joy Floyd happened. Motherfucker got black as hell. Nigga Ryan started quoting fucking Audrey Lord. <laughs> Never heard Ryan ever say <laughs> anything, anything of Audrey Lord. Motherfucker said revolutionary. I start seeing it like bet on black. Right. Like then you start seeing people like Jay Morrison with the Tulsa Black Wall Street fund. All these motherfuckers that have been having the platform to talk this shit. Mm-hmm. But now we start talking about it when it, there's a, Conveniently, a financial connection to it, right? So you you think like what you said, Jay? And I mean, Jay was doing a lot of work, bro. I I, I noticed that he's a controversial figure in Atlanta. Who's talking about Jay Morrison? Yeah, and I'm gonna speak like, and maybe it ain't my place, but I, this is what I can say. I don't know what he did to other people, but I've always seen him. You got your money back. Jay, yeah, no, he ain't get no money oh, from me. Okay, Jay, well, yeah. Jay, Jay gave, Jay gave to me. I benefited from Jay, but Jay wasn't on that before. This Jay, shit, this is this. I'm gonna tell you, like, I understand on his platforms, bro. He wasn't on that before. All of nah, the joy yes, he, yes, he was. I want, I want, I want to hear. Yes, he was. I want to hear it. He was on that, and I know, I know it's controversial in Atlanta, and, and I don't know all the details. But at the end of the day, I can recall in 2015 where I was on a block. He was doing the corner classes, giving people financial literacy before anybody in Atlanta. That I saw publicly, mm-hmm. he was giving mm-hmm. those classes for free. No financial literature, yes. Yeah, that's, but we agree. He we was agree. doing that for free. As far E-Y-L, as how, as far as how the, he the father of that. I don't know what happened with the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, but one thing that you can, you have to say, bro, that man made history. And if anything, laid uh, gave a blueprint. So if you don't, you gonna knock the shit. Take what he did, look at it, and make it better. Don't try to take them down. Try to break them down. That's the shit I be seeing in like in Atlanta and on the internet and stuff. I'm like, why are we doing that, bro? Well, I mean, hold on. And we got to understand this shit is not normal. Atlanta's not normal. Being out in LA for for four and a half years, yeah, this type of community, different. bro, this shit is different and and it's under attack. Believe it or not. So you got people from the outside that's looking at this and like, how can we take these black people shit and own it and keep them separated? But. This, what about the attack from within? Like, I agree with everything you said about Jay, 
up until the point you take money and don't return it. And now you have a full fledged scammed real estate fund. And, and I, I don't I know got, all the details. No, no, let me say you don't know the details, but I'm saying in general, and it ain't just Jay because it's, it's other. Did people. they not buy anything with it? Nah, they, 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 they didn't, they didn't buy the supposed property with it and they didn't give the money back to, I think the first initial people got their money back. The next round and the rounds after that, the people didn't get their money back. And it, and, it, and on top of that, that hit, it, it's fucked up. Cause like you said, he was like the, the father of the financial literacy shit. I can say like, I, I learned a lot from what he was doing with the corner classes. As far as the scamming stuff, I don't know all the details of that. No, but I'm not, I, I want to take it off of him though. Yeah. I want to take it off of him because it, cause you said it, like you said, Atlanta is unique. I agree. On the outside, there are people trying to attack Atlanta and bring it down. But then from the inside, like Jay was doing all that financial literacy. That was cool. I feel like once you scam the people, just come out and apologize and kind of, you know, bring it back because he was doing that. He popped off. I don't think Earn Your Leisure is where they are today without Jay Morrison going out on the block and doing all the financial They're stuff. Not. But it's not just him. It's other people. I mean, him 500. It's a couple of people in this financial stuff that come in and y'all, y'all say they see that Atlanta's black. So I start speaking black and then I can do that to get your money. And then, and it's, it's level to the black. Let me just be clear. What I'm saying is I ain't taking away that he started the. I can't take it away because I learned, I learned I some shit from him. I didn't, too. I didn't, I personally didn't buy into the Tussle funds. So I ain't even talking about that. What I'm talking about. Is when people start coming over with changing their ink, their lexicon to the black consciousness talk. He's always been the black, uh, capitalist. Yeah. It's always been like buy back the block, get money, real estate this. I'm talking about when we start pulling on the heartstrings, we start after 2020 and George Floyd, we start getting real like this. Niggas that were never like this. That's but, good though. But what I'm telling, no, it's, it's good if that's what you really, if you, because if you are really coming into your consciousness, there's a way you move based off of your love for the people. It's not good if you're using this language just so I can pivot my message to build my platform. And that's what a lot of niggas did. It's, a called, nigga start, it's called grifting. Yeah. A, it's a, called grifting. a nigga start pivoting their whole message, their whole language just so they can win from this. And again, let me, let me, let me I wasn't that tapped in, so I didn't, I didn't see that. And I was. Hold on, right before you go, like, I was tapped in. And like you said, you watch people like pick up on stuff. This, everybody in Atlanta know me for a few things. Oh, that's nigga that's, oh, he always about black business. Oh, he always about community. Oh, he's some type of activist. Like, bro, this is all I've ever done in this city. Right. So I know the niggas that's really in this work. And I know the niggas who I reach out to for help who right. ain't really with this shit. Like with this. It. Yeah. And and so, I've experienced that online, like where I reached out to them. Yeah. When I see certain stuff happening in the city, I'm like, yo, let's, 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 let's put something together. And I was, I was yearning to get back to Atlanta to start doing the work. Yeah. And then I, you know, I got here and I've been here five, four or five days now. And I just went around to the different people that I've been seeing. And when I pulled up, it was like, they looked at me like, damn, he really trying to do some work. He really trying to do some work. And I'm looking at them like, you ain't really trying to do no work. You was capping Damn. online. You done benefited and that's, online from the way, but you ain't really in the streets, it's, though. It's, You're not it's, really it's, doing the work. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it has to be, because I understand what you're saying. As long as that spark gets lit, that's a good thing. But then once you start grifting with it, 
I can't build with you. It's kind of like what happens on the Republican side, right? When you see a black person starts talking like, you know, we don't need no reparations and black people need to do better. And, and you can tell like, damn, this nigga lying. Like, where you from, bro? But he's saying all this. It's not all good. these white people like, oh, I support him. Here goes money. Boom, 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 boom. But he's not living that life. You can't run the whole political campaign behind that one country nigga that's trying to grift off these white people talking about he's a Republican. And I feel like black people in Atlanta, they do it too with, with, with black people. It's yeah, like, sure. I'm online. I post all the good stuff. And the one moment that you can actually do some work, you don't do it. Don't one, do it. Yeah. two, my biggest, my biggest dog whistle is when you do some fucked up shit, right? Like, you know, you did some fuck like Jay. He did some learning shit, but he fucked up on a real estate fund shit. All right, cool. But when we call you out on it, we just say, hey, man, apologize on it. Don't hit me with the, man, why black people, only people bring each other down talk. No, nigga, hell no. Because black people are also the only people that just, that you grifted from. So no, nigga, everybody do that. We just seen this uh, brown on brown, Hispanic on Hispanic crime going on. Every community will bring down their own, quote unquote, bring down their own community. So you can't talk to me like that about it. But once you start trying to talk like that, I know you're grifting even more because if you really know what was going on, ain't no house nigga better than no field nigga. They all was fucking slaves. Right. You get what I'm saying? But I think we have to also, though, give a level of grace and allow for people, however they do it. That's why we want the apology. To, coming to. That's the grace. The, I want the apology. That's the grace. that because because You, go you may not again. get that. You may not get the apology, but there is so that person is still. Grace for? So is it when is love? grace deserved? It's not, it's when is grace deserved? Yeah. Grace is always deserved. Okay. I, I, right? Okay. Because you're here because God's grace yeah. to your ass. That's, that's, so that's, it's like. I believe that. And like, I so I'm, I'm looking at it God's like. God's grace is always deserved. I disagree with that. So I can't hold, I can't harbor that feeling for that person, man. Cause that's going to stop me at the end of the day. That's going to, that's going to hold me down. What? It's going to keep us what? from getting to where we need. What I'm saying is what, what happens is grace without repentance is an endorsement of continued behavior. Mm-hmm. So you can hold and, them accountable. And, and what, what I'm saying is holding it. That's, that's what it is. We can't even get to the grace because we're still on the accountability part. So the accountability is him apologizing. Yeah. Because it's just an apology. You might not be able to even pay everybody. The money, money fucked back. up. What I'm saying is I'm not even on that. That's I'm not saying I'm, I'm not even on, the on I'm not even on the shit. What, what I'm saying is I seen the switch up of the language, bro. Are and we it, talking about the same person still? I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the landscape, period. Yes, yeah, I don't know all these people that are switching their language up like that. So, that, like, can you, not to name names, but like, so you're saying we'll people. Out. No, no, like I said, like I said, when, when we, I just gave a clear example of right. the gathering spot. I gave a clear example of that. He's yeah, out in LA now. I was, I was, I, yeah, yeah, like, I, him I'm he, still a member. It's funny. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, funny. I'm a, I'm a member of that shit. I, I was out there the other day. Uh, I was in LA. Uh, when was I in LA? What? A couple months ago. Yeah. And I was out there. I'm still a member. But what I'm saying is, I'm very clear what this was and what it wasn't. Good example. Everybody know what Eldridge is known for, right? Right. Now, imagine you go on IG and Eldridge starts saying, shit, what y'all really need to be talking about is cryptocurrency. <laughs> and what y'all need to do is get this coin that's going to double in time. And you start seeing all these crypto posts and you're like, hold on. Nah, what my nigga, go, what my nigga go, doing? Go even more extreme than that. If I'm, if I'm on there and I start saying, hey man, for real though, we really need to get along with the white folk, bro, because we can't do it without them. Like the all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Like we really got to, all lives really matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just like, completely from, 180. From, from, from E, because that's, you know, his from, brand. Yeah. What I'm saying, that it ain't never been my conversation. So when I start seeing, but, and I know because what's happening, 
this is what happened during George Floyd. What you seen on a national platform was not, it was spiritual. That was that energy that's in us, that resilience that's in us, that fight that's in us mm-hmm. is born in us, right? Right. When you go all the way back from the, the door, no return from when these people tried to kill us, mm-hmm. completely destroy our existence and we're still here. That's in all of our DNA strands. So George Floyd was people literally that shit was just coming out at one time. The issue is the fire never was not sustained because we were not organized. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you have motion with that organization, you create moments, not movements. Right. And that's what happened. George Floyd was a big moment and it wasn't a movement because if we were organized, we would have pressed forward and got more. And to this point, what was hard was witnessing the movements that we helped usher in be catalyzed to a moment and then certain people exploit it and now be and, up and because that's, of and it. And that's all and I'm saying. Like, and that's all I'm saying. Wait. Yeah. And that's all I'm like, saying. Even, even and they were only, they were only able to do that without, they were only able to do that if they didn't start using a message that they wasn't using before. before right. And, and, and that's all I'm, that. that's all I'm saying. And, and, it's, and it's a little bit of a mixture of good hearted folks like yourself, right? Who are aligned, you know, I, I, you don't want to condemn the people, right? And I understand that part. But if there's no level of accountability that I'm holding you on, then you can just be like how Black Lives Matter was. Get out here, stomp, have everybody stomping with you. You get the bag, and then y'all buy a million dollar homes. Right. It ain't trickling down to the people. And it's not even on the militia, because you're like a good hearted brother, so you're not even doing it on the militia shit, right? But somebody who's malicious could see that and be like, yeah, 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 leave me alone. Listen to this brother right here. Leave me alone. Let me keep getting y'all money. You know what I mean? Let me keep grifting. You right. get what I'm saying? And then you get enough of that, the grifters kind of get insulated until you look up, and you're, then now you're looking back, like, hold on. This nigga done ran up a bag. You know, no, we, but we got to be able to sift through the pollution too. We got to understand okay. what we're operating in, right? Okay. We're still in this capitalist society. We're still in America sure. and that poison, it, it does infiltrate our community. So, so how do you balance that out with the, uh, with your new thing with the hard work? Like the capital, cause I think it's that's what black people it. be going through. That, 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 yeah, we gotta, of we gotta like, live in this shit. We gotta be capitalists too, but we also kind of want to be to seek balance in it to and really the, understand it, right? And the issue is, if you are in a consumer-facing brand or business, our people ain't listening to you unless they think you got money, right? Yeah, until you up, until you at least appear to be uh, up. Oh, uh, look like you right. Up. If you, yeah. you look like you ain't got it, nah, I ain't whack, right? I ain't trying to hit nothing. So, so that's why I was like, it's about finding that balance: yeah. the mental health, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial. Not to say like one can't stand without the other. And at the end of the day, we have to get healthy on an individual level. Mm-hmm. If we get healthy on an individual level, that bleeds over into our families. And then that bleeds over into the community. And we have to get back to family. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you the work, bro. I appreciate the work you're doing. And I'm going to get down. I'm definitely going to get down. Uh, you know, my closing out, man, to all the people out here, man, look. We love y'all, we need y'all. Can't wait to see y'all next week. Yes, sir. So
Rolling on the podcast, yeah. Real things, you know we gon' last, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back.